Hi and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I'm Atik Ahmad Bhatti, a fourth generation homeopath with over 25 years of professional experience and practice in this field of healing. The Homeopathy Health Show is the online voice of homeopathy around the world, promoting and raising awareness of this truly unique system of healing, which is suitable for all ages, young and old. Every week I invite guests from the world of homeopathy to come and share their experiences, their work, offer insights and essentially talk all things homeopathy. Why not visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast button to listen to the latest episodes. So let's begin today's show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. Hi everyone and welcome to this two-part special homeopathy health show focusing on the healing work being done at the Tirta Usada Clinic in Bali, Indonesia. I'm your host, Atik Amadbati. Last week in part one of this two-part special, I spoke to Jock Gadei Khutyasa, the founder of the Tirta Usada Clinic. Jock shared his experiences as a homeopath in Australia and how his journey in healing led him to Bali, where he founded the clinic and where he now works, teaches and lives. To listen to part one, just head over to liketreatslike.co.uk and hit the radio and podcast tab to stream the episode on demand. Now in part two of this special, I'm joined this week by Yagoda Saluska from Bali, Indonesia. Yagoda's background is as a clinical pharmacist, working in a general hospital in the UK, and later joining Ainsworth's homeopathic pharmacy as a homeopathic pharmacist. She has extensively travelled to different parts of the world, as well as providing online consultations on the international homeopathic platform Homeopathy 247. Yagoda is currently studying the Transformational Alchemy Practitioners course at the clinic in Bali. Uh, Yagoda, absolute pleasure, humbling to have you on today's Homeopathy Health Show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Atik. Really, it surprised me when you approached me that I'm really, really honoured to be here and sharing my story with everyone who wants to listen about stories about homopathy. So I'm very happy and privileged to be here. Oh, thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have you on the, on the show today. Uh, you have a very interesting background as a clinical pharmacist working in General Hospital so what led you to become a homeopath as such? What was your journey? I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. So I was like, originally, actually, I was a community pharmacist. So I just started in a normal pharmacy and it was actually back home, Poland. And I always had this feeling that mm, I, I want more, I want more. And then I had the experience being in UK for a year during my gap year. And I wanted to go back to UK as a, as a pharmacist. And I knew that they were more clinical, even in community, they were providing different services. So my aim was to go back and work um, as a more kind of hands-on pharmacist who helps the community. And when I started working in community, you kind of have a, I got a feeling at least that, hmm, I'm not doing enough. I need more. So then I was two years 
down the line, I was like, I need to go to different role. And I've done some shadowing for like nearly nine months in um, Whittington Hospital in Archway in London because I wanted to change my profession, but because in a way uh, I'd never study in UK and I didn't have experience, I had to kind of shadow other pharmacies to know how to do it. And then being in hospitals, I thought, oh, now I will be so clinical and I will be so helping patients. And 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 again, I, I kind of got disappointed because the more you know, the more clinical you become. I realized, oh, my God, those patients are taking so many medi- medicines and do I'm, am I really helping them or I'm making them worse? And the more I worked in hospitals and I changed hospital, I worked also in Royal Mars then in a cancer hospital. I worked in a little bit in Royal Brompton, um, ended up going to Lewisham um, when I moved uh, a little bit up in the band. And I realized I'm actually not helping patients as much as I wanted. And I was like, I need to find a way more natural, more holistic, where you, where you actually d- help in a, in a way that patient gets better and not need to take more medication to cover up side effects of the medication they take and they never able to stop those medications. I was, it, it didn't make any sense to me, to be honest. I was doing the job and I was good at it, but I just didn't feel it. And in 2016, just by the end of the year, I was like, I completely need to change the way I live, the way I work. And yeah, I just quit my job in hospitals. And I was thinking with my experience as a pharmacist, what can I do? And I went for some open days to holistic colleges and I was looking into herbs. I was looking into iridology even, but homopathy was kind of close to me in, in a way that um, during my pharmacist training, we have one of the doctors at the, at the university and she was very much into homopathy and she also uh, she because of that she she actually showed us how the homopathic remedies are made and i still had a vague memory of that of those classes and then i thought maybe homopathy is something where is is actually medicine but it's very different to allopathic medicines but i can use my homo my pharmacist experience and i book uh, i bought a book homopathy at home and I went to Barcelona for like almost two months and I thought if I'm going to read this book and I still think this this makes sense I'm going to find a college uh, to study homopathy Mm. which I did um, in April 2017 I found a college of practical homopathy because as a pharmacist I could do postgraduated studies where I could combine also work in the same time. And the moment I started college, I thought, okay, how I'm going to get experience and having this experience of shadowing pharmacies in the past in hospitals, I thought, okay, I know three homopathic pharmacies in London and I will ask them if they can take me as a volunteer shadowing the pharmacies there. 
or just anything. I would be happy to just to speed up my learning and, and see in the practice how, how it looks like. And I applied to three of them with the same thing that I'm looking for a job, but I will accept anything like volunteering, um, shadowing. And Ainsworth at the time was looking for a pharmacist. So I got the interview. I went for the interview. And at first I thought, oh, I, I'm not going to be able to really do what the pharmacist does there because it was so different and I was just at the beginning of my college it was like first month of my college and I was like I don't know anything <laughs> and uh, I was very scared uh, about the responsibility and and everything what it takes yeah so I was doubting if I can do it but then I was like no I need to do it and uh, I was like, okay, this is this is the thing. I wanna I wanna take the job. And I started to work there in July 17. And yeah, that's how my journey was. So was sort of disappointment from allopathic point of view in the chronic conditions where patients are put on statins, blood pressure medications, or diabetic medications, and they never can come off and you see that in hospitals and in community dispensing boxes and boxes of medications and patient might not even take those medicines uh, or they experience side effects and they have like almost no one to to tell this uh, even though as a pharmacist you should be doing like reviews but often this gets missed out or patient doesn't want to disappoint the doctor or the family. So they will still collect the medication, even not take them as they should. So all of this made me to look for other ways to help patients on their journey to health, really, because what I was seeing was mainly journey without a progress to health. It was more continuously taking medication and progressively getting worse with the time. It's uh, interesting. You just said that sometimes the patients will collect the prescriptions, repeat prescriptions, just to avoid the phone call. And, you know, that may sound uh, maybe out there, but I tell you, that's so, so true, because that is the case. I know so many people who, who I perhaps I shouldn't be sharing, but uh, hey, it is a podcast. Um, and... Uh, they do come. Uh, they do come to visit me uh, for homeopathy, and they do say this, and it's so true that we just don't want that hassle. So they take repeat prescriptions, and mm -hmm. because of the side effects they're suffering from, uh, uh, but they give up. They think, okay, look, we're just going to have to go uh, into the system again, and perhaps something else will happen. And and there's almost this element of fear that that's created, isn't it, as a result uh, of having side effects that oh what happens if I take something else and the doctor changes it? And that that's actually a very important point itself. But um, tell me, what was it like in Nainsworth? It must be a very busy time. I, I know that, um, as, as you very well know, Tony Pincus has been on uh, the podcast and uh, he was explaining time the time during the pandemic and how, I mean, totally maxed out they were. So how is it generally pre and post so Ainsworth, first time around, obviously I joined and I was like introduced slowly to 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 the role 
in a way I also came and shadow pharmacies to know what's what's happening and yeah it, it, it's, it's it was at the time was already busy place <laughs> and um, I left following year towards the end of the year because I was traveling to Asia and I didn't know if I'm going to come back or not so I, I was like I will leave, but then when I came back to Europe in 2019 and to London in October, shortly after the pandemic started. And that was really crazy times, I must say. So we really, really were hands-on. And the, the first weeks of pandemia, pandemic, uh, we were like on the phone continuously. It was nonstop. And with the time when first lockdown was lifted, obviously people started to come back in person to the pharmacy. We never shut. Mm. We were open throughout and, and we were working really hard to send all the orders, pick up all the, all the phone calls. But obviously it was impossible because the amount of people who needed help or they couldn't reach their doctor or... Uh, they wanted just to talk to someone was unbelievable and and yeah and it was also amazing how with the homopathic remedies we can help those those people because we had a tool in a way to help this anxiety the fear uh, provide them with advice and and the remedies at the same time where some of them, they've been on homopathy for years and they knew homopathy all their life. So they mm. wanted homopathy. And for the first uh, well, year or so, there was no other alternatives anyway. Like there was nothing there to offer to patients uh, um, apart from like painkillers. So Ainsworth became really a hub of lots of lots of work and, and advice um, with nozots, which were done at the time, that also increased because um, people started to know about them and they were calling and asking what, what's that and how do I use this? And, and obviously everything was kind of new, but it was not new to in the history of, of homopathy because that's how you treat the disease. Yeah? If there is a threat, you, may, you make the remedy off whatever it is, is it a sputum or some, some other part of the disease? And then you take it in a homopathic form to prevent possible um, infection. So that was very well known concept, which were, which was used to produce those nozzles. Now you, um, you go there, you uh, then decided uh, you've done a lot of traveling. I have to say, uh, actually, do tell us which countries you have visited, because I know you are very well experienced as far as uh, traveling is concerned. And perhaps uh, <laughs> you should write a book, The Homeopathics, The Homeopath's Guide to the World, or uh, oh. or something like that, Homeopath's Travel Log, you know? <laughs> well, I, it main, my main uh, travels were before pandemic, thanks God. So <laughs> mm. I got away with... Uh, freedom of travel at the time. So I traveled a lot through Asia and um, I also arrived to Bali in 2019 March 
where actually I visited for the first time Tirta Usada and I met Chogda here in person where I, I had a great experience in his clinic observing his consultations at the time and and just just being in a clinic and, and seeing what they do. And since then I had this dream I want to come back here to Bali and and work actually in the clinic and and that always stayed with me. Um, unfortunately, we know the pandemic happened, so that was put on hold for a while. But then in 2022, um, end of January, February time, I moved to Canary Islands um, because I found my little Bali in Europe. And and I moved to the smallest of the Canary Islands called El Hierro. Right. No, no one heard of and always like Elia, that must be that? that must be difficult to get to no yes there's no international airport you need to fly to tenerife and then you need to go from tenerife south to tenerife north to take another flight or you need to take a ferry for like nearly two and a half hours and, and is it a populated uh, island no no around ten thousand people only uh, lives on the island and it's very it's not a bad amount that's quite a large amount actually for an island yeah i mean if you compare bali has 4.5 million oh, okay <laughs> maybe i'm not so good with the geography there but uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 actually in, well ten thousand is like little town has probably ten thousand, I would say, and uh, and they are spread throughout the island because the island is maybe it's not big, but has different points where you can live. So there is a, a more southern part, which is the southern point in the Europe, and then there is a middle part and and north part, and so yeah, I, I lived there for over three and a half months. Um, when I happily joined International Homopathic 247 uh, platform during my time there. And I also traveled a little bit to Portugal and back home last year. But still, I at the back of my head, I had this thing that I really want to go to Bali. And when the time was right, and I just had this vision that I'm going to go there before my 40th birthday, which I did a few days before my 40th birthday, so I could celebrate it here. Oh, wonderful. Now, tell me about the Canary Islands. Did you actually, were you did you start a practice there or were you able to see patients or um, no. were you just spending time uh, enjoying the, well, it must be so beautiful and like paradise, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very much as a, like a paradise and um, I started to see patients online I start uh, seeing patients fr from all over the world online um, because homopathy 247 is an um, international international platform uh, set up by Mary Greensmith um, and that was also funny because um, I, I knew about the platform from Ainsworth's time, I sometimes had to, I had, for some reason I had to enter the website and I always thought, oh, that's interesting concept. And then I I got to, to Eliero and I was like, I think now is the time maybe I will apply and I would like to join them. 
And I got email from Mary, and I have a chat with her. And then she tells me, well, what a perfect timing. We just started a new, new kind of a lot of uh, new, new people who wanted to join last week. And if you want to still join, you're more than welcome. I was like, great. <laughs> I don't have to wait. So <laughs> I joined straight away. And uh, yeah, shortly after, a few weeks after, I started providing consultations on the platform. And... And I'm still part of the platform and working, um, yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? That's so beautiful because you could be anywhere in the world and and through platforms like, uh, let's say, Homeopathy 247, um, but also technology in general, it allows you to still be able to see and help patients or or help people who, who, you know, are looking for healing through homeopathy. And that's just, I just wonder, you know, I, I sometimes I'm si- sitting here in my clinic from where we're recording this podcast and uh, and uh, actually going off on tangent, I'm just thinking I'm sitting in a clinic with four walls around me and you're sitting in Bali, uh, which is totally... With no uh, walls around me. <laughs> idyllic and beautiful. So um, something's not right here, is it? Anyway, going back to what, <laughs> what I was saying, uh, it's just so nice, isn't it? That I, And I think about this, that through technology... Mm. homeopaths can still have access to patients and patients and vice versa and you can help it's such a nice position to be in Mm. and look how it makes you also a relief when you go on holidays you can just tell your patients oh if you have acute contact the platform without needing to refer them somewhere and they might not need it but the platform is there and often we get the patients who for example they have a homopath but their homopath is on holidays or it's the middle of the night and they can contact 24 7 that means if they are sick at 2 a.m they don't need to wait until 7 a.m to contact homopath who might not have availability on the day and if there is acute you want to help straight away you need that remedy here and now you don't want to wait uh, five, six, ten hours for the remedy uh, prescription. So the the concept Mary came up with it was just like a genius. Like, yeah, you want to have a platform with homopaths from uh, US to to Australia providing the service twenty four seven on the shifts of four hours. That's the concept here, and and yeah. And it works and people are really grateful because often they would have to wait for homopath long or they, 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 their, their symptoms would just progress and they would really get wor- worse and had to go to hospital or urgent care or GP. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's really great thing. Now, tell me about Bali, because as you said, you moved there um, last year. And you are studying with uh, Jock, and you're studying transformational alchemy, a practitioner's course, a, a transformational alchemy practitioner's course. Um, and you're also working as a homeopath there. So how is that? What are your experiences so far? Firstly, it's, uh, again, I say it again, it's a most beautiful place. Yes, I haven't been there. Uh, or should I say, no, I haven't been there. Uh, yes, I dream of going there. But who knows one day, hey, soon. But uh, you can always send me pictures and, and, and I can just look at those and get really happy about it. 
Well, as we mentioned, there might be some uh, great excuse to come here next year. The homopathic conference shall be absolutely, happening. absolutely. I will, I will certainly be looking at that. Let's hope I get a free ticket, a VIP access yeah. with the first class flight and oh. honors. Of course. <laughs> so I I moved to Bali three months ago, not last year. Uh, it was last year. I was a Canary Islands and other other things. Sorry, it, it, I know I'm, I've been like not staying too long in any place, so you can get confused. Oh, my apologies. Yes, that, that this year, yeah. this year, yes. Three months here, three months there, and here I am. So uh, I've been uh, in touch with Chuck since my first visit in Bali because. My plan was to come back and I really also admire his work and he'd been doing a lot of uh, different workshops, uh, especially through pandemics. And then last November, he told me, oh, I'm actually doing completely something different and it's called transformational alchemy. And um, and yeah, and I was like, of course, I want to be part of it. So uh, I first part, which was 13 weeks, I was online student where every Tuesday, Tuesday Bali time and probably Wednesday my time in Europe, I was watching the online recordings and it was taking a journey through 13 astrological zodiacs, which are archetype, their connections with um, planets, uh, remedies, homopathic remedies, spigeric tinctures, and all of this together put as a system of those 13 zodiacs. 13 because there is one hidden zodiac in true sidereal astrology, which is used in this concept called Ophiuchus. And, and then naturally for me, when I was about to come, I wanted to continue when I'm here. So there was a module on kinesiology and module on postology and, and middle point, which is finding the, the healthiest point in the body using kinesiology. I learned a little bit kinesiology first time around in Bali uh, with Dr. Uh, Adolf Brown. But since I went back and because then pandemic started, I didn't have a chance to practice. And it's something you need to really practice almost daily to to be able to use that tool. So, yeah, when I arrived the following week, almost a, a week later, there was um, module two, which was the kinesiology one. And then after that, we had the module three and four. And uh, as a part of the, of the alchemy, uh, transformational alchemy um, course. Now we need to take 10 patient cases and prescribe and do two follow-ups. So that's like happening as we speak. So that's going to be throughout next few months to complete the cases and present them as, as a final as assignment to complete the course. As a homopath, I have my own experience since um, since I've been doing homopathy for some like few years now. And yeah, I wanted to join the clinic to see patients as well. And the opportunity, I, I was given opportunity by, by Chokede. Um, and I started seeing patients from the beginning of May. So that was that's really very new still. It's been going on for a few weeks, but I'm very happy that 
I have this opportunity and, and it's something what I was really, really missing while only working online now. Is this sensation, is different sensation when you have patient in front of you, when as a homopath you are observer, you want to see what they do, how they move, how they behave. And it can give you a lot of different insight to the patient which you might miss miss when you are on just on the screen. Obviously, online and and having a Zoom consultation that's that's a given now. And and Chuck Chuck there also does those, and I, I do also I also do them. However, having a balance between seeing patients in the clinic and having online consultation is a great thing. And and I'm. I'm really grateful for that opportunity. The day shifts from Europe hasn't changed. So I, I, I have evenings with online work. And I'm very happy about how all I can combine all. So I can combine both online and in person. So I think it balances out and gives me also opportunity to explore and enjoy Bali when I, when I, when I can and I feel like. Actually, that's a very good point, because um, going by your Instagram stories, uh, you certainly do have uh, very relaxing, enjoyable times in the evenings in Bali, which I think are only, I suppose, only places like Bali or perhaps the Canary Islands can offer such uh, um, calming and enjoyable uh, nightlife, I suppose you could call it, socializing with friends and, and colleagues. Uh, must be Must be really, really nice, isn't it? just to take some uh, chill time, I suppose, <laughs> after a, a very busy and, and possibly very warm, hot day. Yeah, yeah. The weather is round. I mean, it's, we are now in a dry season, so the nights and mornings are a bit chilly in Bali terms because obviously it's not, it's not cold. It's like 21, 23 in the morning. And right now it's like 26 degrees and it's already sun, uh, past um, sunset. So for me, it's still warm, but yeah, yeah, we, we have opportunity. The, the nightlife is very interesting and, and, and calming, and, but also in entertaining here. I was speaking to uh, Jock. He mentioned something which I wasn't certainly aware of, and he said that, 95% of the population of Indonesia have grown up, and this is the islands as well, of course, uh, have grown up with natural medicine. It could be whatever, it could be Balinese medicine, it could be uh, just herbal medicine, natural therapies, homeopathy, you name it. They're, everybody is fully, fully aware of using natural medicine, and it's the norm, it's nothing new. So when you mention that, uh, you know, it's it's very spiritual as well. It's because, you know, I tell you, it's because it's like-minded people. Everybody is on a, on a very similar frequency, aren't they? You know, and, mm. and it's a very natural frequency. It's not artificial. Yeah, uh, I agree. And herbs and the use of herbs here, of plants, which obviously because of the climate are available is very, very normal thing. They, they don't tend to go first thing to the doctor. They would use something more natural and available in their garden or yeah, just, just outside their home. 
because they have that knowledge, they pass the knowledge of the herbs from one generation to another and is still very strong, this connection. I mean, it's, it's actually amazing how they are connected with nature here and, and connecting with the, this world, which we might sometimes forget, living in big cities especially, or places where kind of you don't see much nature or you need to go far to see the nature. And here everything is like, is entitled in the in the city and the nature is everywhere and Yagoda, you've also authored some books i know the recent ebook which uh, i was very fortunate enough to to share on on my socials certainly but uh, do tell us about your most recent book that you've released which is available to everybody and anybody who's interested in homeopathy and for acute prescribing yes so uh I'm a part of, as, as, as a member of Homopathy 24-7, we run different homopathic groups. And uh, one of them, which I'm a member of, is Homopathy for Strep, Throat, UTIs, and other infections. And it's been a while we were planning an ebook, and there was a certain moment I was like, yeah, we need to do it. And I was like very focused and, and because of of the many, many different infections, sometimes you think what's important. And I try to select the ones which I felt they were important and and I put put them together in a kind of very um very uh what are, what's the word like you you don't want to overdo it, yeah. You want to just suggest few options. A very uh, very effective but simplified process. Yes, I, I try to simplify in a way because homopathy can be very complicated. And but for purpose of home prescribing, you want to give um, a lot of clear a clear message here. If if the options given here they don't work then speak with your homopath, then it's the time to actually seek advice. So, yeah, uh, I think I included like 10 different uh, acute conditions, at least in the ebook, and hopefully it can be helpful for people who have some type of infections like UTI, strep throat, or croup, or simple colds, uh, sore throat, that's a very common one that's or fevers, yeah, they, they, they have specific remedies that can help if it's caught very early. And having this kind of ebook might speed up the, in a way of search for the remedy. And obviously, if if the remedy doesn't help fully, or you're sometimes unsure, it's good to speak with the homopath, I think, and and get prescription. Often, sometimes we might not be so objective with our own symptoms. And when you are unwell, that's even more, that is more difficult to prescribe for yourself. And I know that from my own experience, like, like a month ago, I got a migraine, which was so terrible and some sore throat. And I was trying this remedy, that remedy, even some kinesiology and nothing worked until I spoke with my homopath. So... Mm. Unfortunately, when we are unwell and it's not 
it's not really advisable to try too much if you know one two or third remedy doesn't work yeah definitely move to to the option of speaking with homopath because otherwise it's confusing the vital force to to try too many but also you you kind of prolonging your symptoms and they kind of progressing so you might be getting worse instead of getting better with and with the the, the well indicated remedies that's so true i i'm terrible at self prescribing i find that if i've whatever condition i've got um i look in the materia medica or i repertorize or or remedies obviously come come to mind i just find i'm all of them that's what i'm saying even a homopath needs to see a homopath we are Absolutely. no different and uh, actually because we have a knowledge we know we are overthinking and it's like oh is this this remedy oh no i don't like this one i don't want this one and and then you go <laughs> that's very true that's so true isn't it hey? i don't feel like taking like a podium today yeah. no no let me try another 15 or 20 isn't it <laughs> how do listeners get hold of the book So it's available on the Homopathy 24/7 website and we have a section there on the free ebooks. Yeah, all the ebooks are for free. You just go and put your name and email and you will get a link to download it. And before this ebook, I also released dental surgery ebook because another group I'm a member of is uh, Homopathy for Teeth. And I must tell you, you would be amazed the amount of issues with the teeth. Uh, I never seen such a thing in my life especially in teeth in children which that's inherited because kids they they have their well like everyone they we have our teeth developed in in uterus no so one two year olds they having big amount of cavities um broken teeth um and in US for example they put crowns or do root canals on those so that's like whoa where are you going with this uh, whole procedures and and things so homopathy is such an amazing tool we uh, saved really lots of kids with tooth which was i don't know uh, almost on the edge of falling because they hit a ball or they had a trampoline uh, accident so yeah it's amazing how how homopathy can help and in a case of teeth is 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 just incredible results and we were we were we already had the ebook the general ebook and and i decided to do the surgery dental surgery because there is a lot of remedies that can help before during and after sur- dental surgery or procedure like extraction and, and yeah i was very, very happy with that ebook as well because homopathy just two or three remedies normally patient might need around dental surgery and like it can be most of the time is arnica but also some phosphorus might help onyx vomica if there is anxiety you might suggest one of the anticipation remedies and then if the, for example there is an issue of extraction you you might suggest some emerald and or some pain after extraction some macfos so yeah 
it's another simple but kind of comprehensive ebook on 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 this remedy. So also you will find it on, on the same the same in the same place if you if you wish to download. Thank you. That, that's also a, uh, it's just wonderful to know. We certainly know it, but uh, for for listeners especially to know that homeopathy is 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 a complete system. You know, it's so comprehensive, and sometimes just everyday things like uh, toothache or you know having to go to the dentist for just some uh, dental cleaning and there's homeopathy for that which can minimize you know any any damage to the gums or the teeth themselves it's, it's such a simple thing in a way uh, it's just a tibing but it it can cause so much distress and when you help in in this kind of situation it's it's like it gives relief to whole family because the child stops <laughs> crying, the mother can have some rest. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just incredible how it can affect the whole, the whole family uh, with just one or two remedies. And yeah. Well, that's, uh, it's great to know about these books. And um, with being so busy, uh, I suppose living in Bali is, is a hobby. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one just, of them yeah. but do you have time for any hobbies actually i, I i've asked uh, a lot of my guests and uh, i've always been fascinated you know some people like wood carving some like plate spinning uh some like uh, tinkering around the garden some like just long walks you know miles and miles literally we're not talking two miles we're talking 50 60 miles not in a day of course but over a period of a week so people have um Homeopaths have various hobbies. What are yours? Well, so I love walks. In here it's a bit difficult because the terrain doesn't allow you for long walks. And I mean, there are places where you can take a walk in the nature, which is amazing, which I often do just to, to ground myself. But um, I would love to go for like a longer walks and I used to do that, but not since I arrived, which I need to change. I need to go more maybe to the coast and, and do some walks there. But what I do on my sort of daily things is a yoga, which I really find important for my my body and also for my mind. is grounding and, and gives me a strength to to go through through the day. I also do Tai Chi. I'm not sure if that's a hobby, but I, I do that since 2020 when I first learned in a Tai Chi school in London. So I try to continue this on a kind of daily routine. And I love that. I love dancing. And I've been as a, as a child slash teenager, I, I was part of the, of the dancing group with uh, ballet elements of ballet and that always stays with me, like um, this love for dancing, but on, in a classical way, in a way. So, yeah, I think that's that's main things for me. I love swimming as well, which I can do here when I can. That was amazing uh, in Canary Islands, where I had uh, only 20 minutes to the ocean and I could go there oh. daily. And Unfortunately, Ubud is not by the coast. That would be too ideal. <laughs> so it's in the central part of Bali where you need to take a, a ride to, to the coast. 
So, yeah, it's not walkable, but yeah, it's still an island. Um, but yeah, being close to the water and doing walks by the ocean and just being kind of immersed with that. I also love gardening, which I don't have often opportunity, but I had when I was in Canary Islands. And that was a great experience because putting your hands into the dirt and it gives you so much pleasure. And I was like, I love it. And I was doing some volunteering there, like plant, planting some flowers and, and it made me so happy. It's like really going back to nature and, and doing like planting your own food, even though I'm still waiting to go to Tabanan here where uh, Chogede has a, a plantation of rice and tea. So I would love to actually go and pick up some things with my own hands, but like weeks going by and always there's something. So not yet. And, but I hope I can do it in the next few weeks um, just to feel this, this immersion again with, with the ground, with the soil. Gardening is, is, is hundred percent agree with you. It is. There's something about that simplicity uh, which makes it so elegant and so calming and so grounding, you know, but mm. uh, you reminded me something of tea and Jock said to me that he, he was a tea master in Sydney and he's now started to grow his own tea. So he's promised me that when he comes to the UK, he's going to bring me some tea. He's his own, <laughs> own tea that he's, he's grown. Um, in That's my favorite tea. Did he explain that he does the traditional way? Like, over the wooden fire base. Oh no, we didn't get into that detail. That sounds interesting. Yeah, they hand pick the tea, and it takes eight people and one and a half day to have three kilos of the tea. But it's it's just amazing. So they hand pick, and then they dry by drying on a special metal platforms over the wooden fire, like in traditional Chinese way. And it's, it's like an olong tea, it's not green tea, it's olong, but it, it has this smokiness and really, it's, I just finished the pack today and I was like, oh, it's called <laughs> Nag, Nagalo, Nagaloka and it's really great. It's my favorite. Uh, I look forward to that now. I look forward to getting that. Uh, Yagoda, what's, uh, what are you up to for the next sort of um, several months? Uh, course, practitioners, course, of course, patients, anything Else, are you looking at some of my perhaps writing another book or uh, authoring another book? Should I say? Possibly, yes, but I haven't yet um, had the thought. I just just released the the the, the mm. last ebook last week, so I'm like, I might take a little break. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, it's gonna be busy summer uh, with the clinic and uh, trying to complete my patients to. To to complete the 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 certificated course and I I don't have much plans yet because what I'm focusing now is like I want to see more and more patients so building up a little bit my practice here and and I'm just taking weeks as they come to be honest mm. um, when Chuck is focusing more on on teaching I I can help him in a clinic so yeah. Is is like evolving. It's a it's a sort of um, phase of change there. So um, 
I don't have much expectation, but I'm welcoming any anything what happens with my open heart. So, so that's me. I've been here just three months, and and it just feels like oh my god, already three months since since I arrived. It feels unreal still. So, time yeah, flies. Really time flies when you're in paradise, eh? Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, Yagoda uh, Saluska, it's been absolutely. Uh, wonderful and uh, delightful and insightful uh, speaking to you having you know you share your your experiences and insights into homeopathy and uh, I, I hope very soon you will come back and we can talk some more I'm really really looking forward to it thank you so much Atik for having me on the homeopathy health show I'm really really privilege and honor to be here and thank you for this possibility to share my experience and a little bit craziness of traveling and seeing different things but really really grateful to for our talk and ability to share thank you so much and that was Yagoda Saluska sharing her experiences and insights of life at the Tirta Usada clinic I must actually take this opportunity to thank both Jock and Yagoda for guesting on the Homeopathy Health Show and look forward to inviting them back in the very near future. Now, do remember, you can follow the latest show trailers, guest videos and much more by following my official Instagram account, which is at like underscore treats like and also Facebook, which is at like treats like. So until next week, stay safe. I do hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Homeopathy Health Show. Please do support the show by clicking follow on my socials. Remember, the more exposure the podcast receives, the better for homeopathy around the world. You can find me on Instagram by searching for at like underscore treats like and on both Facebook and TikTok by searching for at like treats like. So let's promote the voice of homeopathy on radio and podcast around the world together. Don't forget to visit me online at www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast tab. Here you'll be able to see all the guests that have joined me on the show so far. And of course, you can stream on demand the latest episode to your mobile, tablet or PC. Until next time, stay safe and take care.